And welcome to the December 8th, 2006, almost the end of the year. Wow. Yeah. It's 2000, crazy. 2006 edition of the Relevant Podcast, uh, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me, as always, is the illustrious, the award-winning, the sentimental favorite, editorial crew, editorial director, Kara Davis. Hello, friends. <laughs> Managing editor, Adam Smith. Howdy, howdy. And web content producer, Jesse Carey. Hope you all having a good week. <laughs> trying to mix it up, you know? I'm really at a loss of... Well, of, the question is, are they listening on Saturday, so the week's over, true. or are they listening on Monday morning? Yeah, a lot of people listen on the ride home on Friday. That I, I take it from... We never get it up by then <laughs> maybe, maybe they work in, on the West Coast. Except a lot of the times, I don't get it posted till about 3 or 4 in the morning. Eastern standard. Maybe time. they work second shift. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they work, work the Walmart. graveyard at yeah. Friday night. I hear we're really popular in the uh, inventory They're, stocking. Yeah, the restocking. Crew. The restocking yeah. crews and with the greeters. <laughs> we're big with the greeters. <laughs> the all night greeters. Yeah. They're they're. They don't have age. greeters after 10 p.m. Do they? Yeah, it's kind of after. Their I think it's time. called security after yeah. that. <laughs> it's after the the median age for a Walmart greeter is like 150. I, I was at I was at it gives Wal- them something to do. I was at Walmart late the other night, actually buying supplies for the Christmas store contest, which I won't tell you which one is mine. But I was there, and I was observing all the strange people that just wander the Walmart parking lot late at night. It's, called drug dealers. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them maybe were on drugs because they, they it was like it was like it was like a zombie movie. Just people were just milling around. Kinda, yeah. They don't look at you. They just kind of look that, through you. That's kind of what it's like just in Walmart at night in general. <laughs> Have you ever been in there at like three in the morning and someone is doing their grocery shopping for the entire month? They've got like two entirely full carts full of food. You know, they're usually they're hermit like people. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, they're why like, are these children out I know. right now? You, you just get the idea that they're tossing and turning. They're like, man, <laughs> I really want some banquet microwave meals. Yeah. Uh, wake up, Johnny. We're yeah. going to Walmart. <laughs> Let's get the kids. We're going to go to Walmart. No need to put on shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming out in theaters tonight, uh, December 8th, we have a couple of uh, uh, doodads. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? what holiday doodads. In the hopper. <laughs> the holiday doodads. Um, number one being the holiday. It's it's the movie where Jack Black actually plays a romantic lead. Yeah. It's like a love quadrangle. Giving, giving yeah, hope to all chubby men everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I I just don't like Jack Black in anything but, you know, the school of rock role. Like that, that goofy guy that's, that's everywhere. Really he was good. Yeah. He was good. Fat Man in Spandex can't beat it. <laughs> Comic stretching. I just wish that it was just, you know, instead of like dialogue in between the wrestling scenes, it was just one long wrestling scene. Because <laughs> when when they fought those two little guys at the beginning, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> also, um, Blood Diamond, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and others, Jennifer Connelly, Unaccompanied Minors, which I'm sure Jesse's excited about. <laughs> Holiday hijinks. <laughs> uh, off the Black, uh, starring Nick Nolte. I didn't know he was making movies still. 
Look at that. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was good Gary for Busey. him. I thought <laughs> I was pretty sure he turned into Gary. Didn't Busey. he get arrested? <laughs> I thought he was playing county fairs. Oh. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Apocalypto, Mel Gibson's apparently epic, incredible mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Heard good stuff. Yeah, I have I read really only amazing things about it. it. It was interesting. I was reading something about actual Mayans' reactions to the movie, and I was a little bit taken. Um, off guard. I like to consider myself someone who keeps keeps up on world events and knows a little bit about geography and culture. I didn't know the Mayans were still kicking around down there. They're playing like, county I, fairs. I thought they were playing county fairs. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't know that they were still a, a, a viable people group. And, and from what I've heard, it's somewhat of a suppressed culture. And like that, that Mayan language, it's like uh, looked down upon when people speak it, and really? that, because it's kind of it's wow. kind of become a. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's, there's a, the poverty line in the Mayan culture, it, you know, it, there's a lot of poverty there and people kind of look down on them in parts of the world where they're at. Cameron's wife is Mayan. It's true. She is. <laughs> she's half Swedish, half German, blonde hair, blue eyes, yet she's named Maya yeah. after the Aztecs. And uh, <laughs> she's constantly building step pyramids. <laughs> about the house yeah. and it's it, like seriously our entire backyard yeah. is one large step doing <laughs> crazy stuff like creating the concept of the number zero and you know incredibly accurate astrological calendar and wonderful and hot chocolate mm-hmm. and if you're wondering what she looks like in, if you watch Apocalypto um, she too has piercings and tattoos all over her face well I, yeah, I heard it's very disturbing I was talking I was like you know I was real hesitant about it and I read all these good reviews and somebody I was talking to was like well name one movie that Mel Gibson's made that wasn't good True. Bird on a wire. <laughs> Did he direct that? He didn't direct it. Well, no. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, you're saying something he directed. He made. Yeah. 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 Not that he was in. Yeah. yeah. He can't help the yeah, rest. He of can't. It. He yeah. He can't help what women want. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. That's his last movie before the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was really funny. It, yeah. Apocalypto Variety ooh and on about it. New York Times ooh and on. I mean, the toughest cynics are out there just saying this is a breathtaking masterpiece. It's supposed to be extremely violent. Yeah, uh, gore is the word I heard. Yeah. Well, that seems to be his kind of... uh, His MO, Braveheart. Yeah, Yeah. Braveheart. Passion. Passion. It's moments of gore with incredible storytelling with non-actors. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. kind of his thing. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, um, and, and coming out in, in stores on Tuesday, really nothing of note. Um, there was no albums worth mentioning coming out on Tuesday. So, you know, 52 weeks a year, we know one of them isn't going to have anything worth buying. Not even a one, huh? Not even a one. It's the December, it's the couple weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Everyone's afraid to, yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Coming up next, Slices. It's deep how you can be so shallow. You're listening to Narls Barkley's song, Who Cares? That's not nice, we do, Cameron. Narls. <laughs> yeah. Jesus cares. Yeah. We're there for you. And, us. and so is Jesus. Um, currently playing right now at Relevant TV. At the beginning of the podcast, you actually heard Copeland, the song Control Freak, which is uh, Kara's motto. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Wow. Currently playing right now at relevant.tv. Oh, wow. What? It's a joke. She's the least control freak person 
But I guess the listeners wouldn't know that, so I apologize for any uh, defamatory <laughs> implications that might have had. Kara's an incredible person. She's not a control freak at all. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> You're... Now you guys are supposed to go, no, it's no. not. No, no it's not, not at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now with slices, here's Kara Davis. Well, I'm sure you guys are big fans of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Of course. The <laughs> Moon River. restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pancakes. Almost went there last night. Now, are you talking about the... The Audrey Hepburn uh, iconic Audrey, movie. Or the Deep Blue Something mid-90s song. Because <laughs> I like both of them. <laughs> I can't even decide which. <laughs> Wait, this song? This one. <laughs> We're all fans of yeah, this one. I can't, I can't even pick between... I mean... Okay, I'm sorry. That's all. I do remember the film. As I recall, I think. <laughs> I think I kind of liked it. So go ahead. What's yeah. your slice? All right. Well, in the film, Audrey Hepburn wears this little black dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's iconic, right? Yeah. Well, the um, the dress has just been um, sold by an auction house in London for 410,000 pounds. What? And it's about uh, six Isn't that times. About $3 million? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think so, but I, don't, I have no idea. Um, and it was about six times the the estimated value wow. of it. And it's the highest amount ever paid for a gown from a film. But the, the original designer had given it to this writer um, he, who wrote the book City of Joy. And he and his wife... Um, are using the funds from the sale of the gown to fund a charity which benefits the poor of Calcutta. Oh, wow. He says, I'm absolutely dumbfounded to believe that a piece of cloth which belonged to such a magical actress will now enable me to buy bricks and cement to put the most destitute children in the world into schools. So it's a piece of magical cloth. <laughs> it's a form of currency. Yeah. Mm. See, I've I've never watched a lot of the old Audrey Hepburn movies. Hey, but I thought you said you were <laughs> a fan. <laughs> but Get out. It seems like everyone... Is just still in love with Audrey Hepburn. Yes, everyone that I talk to is like, oh, you she's know, so that charming. Gap commercial is really cool. She's so yeah. charming. What? It's the ACDC one, right? Mm-hmm. I see. I love ACDC. I would probably, I would buy Angus Young's blazer for four hundred grand if I had it, especially if it was going to go to children in Calcutta. <laughs> so, if anyone has an Angus Young, would you buy his kilt? What about Maybe. Angus MacGyver? I would buy his jacket Ooh man Speaking of uh, movie props um, Sylvester Stallone Wait who is speaking of movie props Oh Kara Kara actually (laughs) You remember just a moment ago (laughs) When we were talking about movie props Um, Sylvester Stallone Just donated a bunch of the props From his Rocky films To the Smithsonian So you can go see Rocky's gloves and uh, his shoes and his red, white, and blue boxing shorts. Maybe a spit bucket. Aren't those owned by the studio? Um, I guess maybe a lot of times the the actors get some of that memorabilia. I don't know, but or maybe Sly has just been wearing it around the house. <laughs> he just took it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> He's I, uh, I brought those from home. What if the Smithsonian didn't want them? What if they would be better served <laughs> they, in a they called Planet Hollywood restaurant? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, they with all more the that closings of Planet Hollywood, they have more than enough yeah, surplus. They need, uh, they need to liquidate their movie supplies. <laughs> They're also giving stuff to the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, sure. They've opened Sylvester. the basement sure, to we, Planet we, Hollywood we, Museum. Yeah, it's <laughs> back there with the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> wow. The, the warehouse. Real, the the warehouse. real Ark of the Remember? Covenant, yeah. You open uh, Sylvester Stallone's crate and <laughs> ghosts fly out, faces melt. <laughs> That's probably fairly accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has a big vault in there. <laughs> He's a huge hopper. Yeah. <laughs> Where stuff never comes out of. <laughs> this is, stuff this is the actually the, the grip tape he wore in uh, Over the Top, the arm wrestling movie. <laughs> this is the hat they turned around backwards every when, time. When he arm wrestled for the custody of his children. <laughs> what a what a film, you know. It's like, autobiographical. Yeah. And it, it, that was he really did arm wrestle for the yeah. custody of his children. Over the Top was a documentary and the events took place in real time. Okay. <laughs> it's like 24. Yeah. So let's just remember that. <laughs> that was a harrowing time in uh, Sly's life. He was on heroin? <laughs> well, for portions of it. That's why he's such a good arm wrestler. <laughs> but well, only in spurts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Christian video games. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering, Jesse, that was libel. Oh. <laughs> and or slander. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of Christian video games, we the, the Left Behind video game, which has recently hit shelves and is supposed to be a big seller this Christmas, is catching a lot of flack from some from some Christian audiences, but also um, in in England, the Muslim Association of Britain and the National Secular Society are a little bit afraid of the game's premise. Now, to people that aren't familiar with the Book of Revelation or the Left Behind novels. Which the which are based on the book, uh, basically it talks about the end times and apocalyptic war. Critics of the game are afraid that kids will start playing the game where Christians are overtaking armies of uh, you know unsaved people during the end times, and if the, whoever they don't convert, they apparently conquer in war, and so some people are a little concerned that it, it's. Uh, a little dangerous to be training kids that way. To be breeding hate. Yeah. yeah. It is a little... You ended slices creepy. on a weird note. <laughs> I have others. I just do wanted... We, do we have a pick-me-up? A, yeah. little, a little upper? Ha- they found water on, on Mars. Oh, and a woman... How about this one? This well, they found what they think could have been water flowing yeah. even as recent as a, a few years, years ago. ago. But yeah. they didn't actually find a pool hey, of water. I have a funny one. How about this? <laughs> they went swimming. <laughs> Well, here, here here's a... Tadpoles in it. <laughs> Tadpoles. And little baby humans. <laughs> swimming around. What? With tails. This is all very bizarre. <laughs> the little green beings. They all had Gary Busey faces. <laughs> or is it Nick Nolte? So, so, yeah, apparently buried in the back of the newspaper was that we found extraterrestrial life. <laughs> <laughs> but a this is, a, this is a heartwarming holiday story. A woman... Christmas story? Yeah, Christmas story. Okay. Well, I was going to say... Holiday We're all story about sh- Jesus here. Yeah, relevant media group. Well, Christmas. This- Jesse hates Christmas. He's enlisted in the war on Christmas. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I volunteered for the war on Christmas. Um, a, a, a woman took home a Christmas tree to her home on, to her home this weekend, and while she was decorating that night, she she got pricked by what she thought was like a pine needle, and so she woke up the next morning. And she looked up, and there was a bat hanging upside Wait, down in her living room. Flappy or a baseball? Yeah, winged. Okay. Yeah. Wow. She got bit by a bat. A bit by a bat. 
<laughs> on Christmas. Well, the leading up to Christmas. And now she's a vampire. I was yeah. going to say, that's what happens if you get bitten by a bat on or near Christmas. Uh, she had to get a tetanus shot and get some uh, antibiotics, but uh, apparently the Christmas tree farm had a pretty big uh, pest problem, and so they unleashed tons of bats on the Christmas tree farm, <laughs> not knowing that people would take them uh, home in their trees. great idea. You, so she went to the actual farm and cut her tree and brought it home. Because uh, like, I think I bought my tree, it was kind of like bundled up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it had like been transported Publix. here. Yeah. It was a, a Target, mm-hmm. but you know it had been bundled up pretty tight. It had been obviously laying in the back of a truck and was brought here. So I'm saying, if like, what if the bat was like trapped in there? He would I, be pretty angry. I'd yeah. bite somebody. Too. Yeah, I yeah. Well, here's the thing. Y- you know, with those live trees, you never know. I, I actually had grown up a. It was during the holidays. I had a wreath on my front door. My well, it was my parents' house. It was I didn't put the wreath out there. I, I had a friend coming over, and it was late at night. And I walked up to the front door because I saw him walking up, and I heard a. I heard like a like super high pitch, and then I remembered. I remembered that there was a bat that my my brother said he saw a bat in there, so I was in the window trying to motion to my friend, and I couldn't wake the, I couldn't wake my parents up. It was very late at night, and so I motioned to him, waving my arms frantically, but I can't tap on in the a window. Like motion, yeah, because my parents and I was going to tell him go around the side. There's a bat in the reef, but he did not see me. So what's the national sign for that? Yeah, I w- well I was waving frantically, but it was why very, didn't tap? Why didn't tap on the window? Because my parents were asleep. And? And I didn't want to wake them. your parents them. have superhuman hearing? <laughs> well, honestly, if I so, don't know. so, they would have heard the bat and woken up. Yeah. Probably. What time was your buddy coming over? It was pretty late. Was it a she? No. It was, no, it was... I think we were going back out. You know, it was high school. I don't, I don't really uh, recall. But I do... Mm-hmm. So, anyway... <laughs> I, I, chunks of idle hands with the devil's workshop. I'm waving, I'm waving frantically to no avail. Um, he comes to the door, and so I have no choice. But he knocks on the door, and I open it. And as soon as I open it, he's looking at me like, hey, you know that goofy, like, hey, what's up, dude, face? Right then, a bat flies out, hits him on the forehead, and flies in the bushes. And, like, it was like the... You know, he's like, you know, like when, when someone gets hit in the forehead with a bat, it's like they brush their forehead like twenty times, thinking that maybe the bat's, the bat's still, still there. there. Yeah. Now you speak about this like you've seen it happen a number of times. Like, every time I've seen someone hit in the forehead with a bat, the flappy kind, not the baseball kind. Well, I almost, I almost was like swiping my forehead, like, oh, what if it comes? It, let me tell you something. Bats close up are terrifying, and this poor woman—it's a flying rat. Yeah, this poor woman—that would be enough for me not to want to celebrate Christmas, or at least not with a tree. It's better than you know. You, you hear all the time about people bringing home the the trees from the tree lot, and they, there's a bear in them. <laughs> you hear all the time I, about constantly. that. I thought this thing was a little heavy. That's <laughs> just maybe I should have gotten the eighteen foot tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the water's been going. <laughs> Thirsty bear. There's a whole family of bears hibernating in here. But yeah, it was uh, it was horrifying. It, you know, we we all laugh at Christmas vacation with the squirrel in the tree. We do. <laughs> I, I do. But, but I was going to say it, it's all fun and games till it really happens to you. Someone gets hit in the head with a bat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, slices. So up next is the finale, the grand finale of the much loved, much acclaimed. Very cherished versus. Stay tuned. And they could want 
You're listening to The Soft Lights. Their song, their video, Heart Made of Sound, is actually the featured video this week over at Relevant TV. One of the most visually stunning, visually amazing videos we've ever run. It is breathtaking. Okay, so we got to end on a high note. This is the grand finale of Versus. Uh, it's been a good six-week run. So far, we're five and one. Mm-hmm. This will be week seven. We're ending with Jesus' number. <laughs> on purpose. Around seven. A uh, nice round seven. We'll end six and one. That's my bold prediction today. The contestant today is our first female contestant. Mm. Um, Other than is, myself. This is not our fault that it's week seven before we had a first female contestant. We've called many, Several. many, many. We they just really don't trying. answer their phone because they're snobby. Um, wow. But we called Sierra McConnell. Sierra McConnell answered her phone, and it was uh, it was good. We talked to her just a few minutes ago, and now we will play Sierra McConnell going up against Kara Davis this week in Versus. Okay, first of all, where where are you right now? I am in Franklin Springs, Georgia, but I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I mean, what, like specifically, where are you in Franklin Springs, Georgia? I am at Emanuel College. Emanuel College. Are you in your dorm? Are you in class? I'm in my dorm. Oh. I just walked in the room as my phone is ringing, actually. Dang it. We were hoping to catch you in class or sometime really, really inconvenient. Okay, here we go. Okay, first question. We got ten questions. Question number one. Who will be playing in the BCS National Championship game January 8th? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, what city in Africa has the greatest population? I don't know. What event from 1906 to 1909 triggered the spread of Pentecostalism throughout the United States? I totally suck at this. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, Relevant Magazine debuted in what year? 2000. Although English is the official language, some Scottish people speak this language as well. I don't know, French. (laughs) In the Bible, how many sons did Isaac have? Isaac had two. Uh, What team currently leads the NBA Eastern Conference standings? I was just saying how much I hate basketball. I have no idea. On the Dick Van Dyke Show, where did Rob and Laura Petrie live in New York? What suburb? Pass. What what R&B singer took home nine awards at this week's Billboard Music Awards? Oh, crap. I know this. Ah! Holy crap, I just read this like 10 minutes ago. Um... 20, 20 seconds. We have one more question, so you can take okay, your time. Uh, Mary J. Blige. What is a temporary storage bin filled from top and emptied from bottom and is often funnel-shaped? Dude, I totally lost. Oh, well, at least I got, I got, what, two? You got two. You got two out of ten. Right. Yeah, so We're taking five finals this week. I think two is good. Two is just fine. They're tough questions. Well, thank you. No problem. All right. Thanks very much for playing. We'll uh, We'll let you know how it turned out, okay? Okay, thanks. So as you can see, Sierra got two correct. You could you could tell Sierra's getting flustered. You could tell she's getting flustered. She's getting pretty frustrated. But uh, with that said, let's go ahead and jump right into Kara's um, trying trying to keep the crown here. Put ninety seconds up on the clock, and here we go. Question number one: Who will be playing in the BCS national championship game January eighth? Ohio State and Florida. What city in Africa has the greatest population? Cape Town. What event from 1906 to 1909 triggered the spread of Pentecostalism throughout the United States? Azusa Street Revival. Relevant Magazine debuted in what year? The Print Magazine? Yes, Relevant Magazine. 2003. Although English is the official language, some Scottish people speak this language as well. 
Gaelic. In the Bible, how many sons did Isaac have? Seven. What team currently leads the NBA Eastern Conference standings? Duke. <laughs> on the 30 Dick, seconds. On the Dick Van Dyke Show, where did Rob and Laura Petrie live in New York? What suburb? Brooklyn. What R&B singer took home nine awards at this week's Billboard Music Awards? Mary J. Blige. What is a temporary storage bin filled from top and emptied from bottom and then is often funnel-shaped? Hopper. All right. You got six. All six right. Times. You got six. Quite a show. What were the answers? Quite a show. <laughs> she got Ohio State Florida, the city in Africa with the greatest population, Cairo, Egypt. Oh. You got Azusa Street Revival. Uh, you got Gaelic. Correct. Sweet. I thought it was a dead language. Uh, Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. <laughs> or seven. <laughs> Uh, the NBA Eastern Conference is currently led by the Orlando Magic. <laughs> is that a college team? You said Duke Blue yeah. Devils. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> University they're having a hard Duke. time. They do have two Duke players. Yeah. They're uh, having that's a hard time. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show, Robin Laura Petrie lived in what suburb? Anybody? New Rochelle. New Rochelle was a suburb founded by the Strangs. It's wow. a little tidbit. Wow. Like, wow. After after their exploits on Beaver Island. If you actually <laughs> no, it's prior. If um, you actually go to New Rochelle, New York and go to any cemetery, majority of the gravestones will say string. Uh Mary J. Blige, you got and yes, a temporary storage bin filled from top and empty from bottom, often funnel shaped, is a hopper. Correct. So oh. the Scottish question and the hopper were from last week, because Colin or uh, Callahan McIver. Mm-hmm. Scottish question that was mm-hmm. from last week. Uh, I went to the Florida SEC championship game this past week, so that was why that question was in there. Uh, Isaac, eh, just figured I'd put that in there, you know, <laughs> and uh, the Orlando Magic, because, and I like Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. So, so good questions. Uh, as I pointed out, this was actually more of a know your Cameron, <laughs> right? Uh, quiz show. Mm-hmm. All right, so we end on a high note, six and one. That's so right. So what's our next game? Well, that that I propose that should be the editorial question of the week. I think, I think we should have the listeners write in and propose a game that we can play with them. I, I think as, not, not like Twister. Yeah, yeah I was going to say something. like sorry. As, as as always, there are yeah, many see, stipulations. Like <laughs> Irrelevant monopoly yeah. game. Yeah. We could play cards. It's like you just have to trust us. Yeah. Well, Royal was, flush but, again. I was going to say that as always with editorial questions of the week, there are many stipulations that are very complicated. So start taking notes. Callahan, write this down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that you know, obviously they has to be relatively simple and easily feasible. The, yeah, it has to be something we can do over the phone. Mm-hmm. The subject matter has to be applicable to the relevant worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, we had, you know, this was a quiz show game, 10 questions. You know, maybe it's another quiz show game. There's just a different format. Right. There's different, you know, focus of it. And we're open to that. We're open to a totally different type of game. Uh, physical challenges are difficult to do audibly. Mm-hmm. What if What if we played something like uh, like I, there was a radio station back home that did something where they would play th- like 30 seconds of three songs all at the same time Ooh. you had to name all three it's called the mosh pit but we could or something we could, name that tune yeah, we, we could do we a name could that play tune-ish. 30 seconds of three jesse animal noises and <laughs> yeah. you have to tell what they are badger, no, we, no, we badger could ha- squirrel we <laughs> could have we could have like you know we could play a ccm hit Along with the current indie rock favorite and a relevant TV currently playing. Ooh. And so they have to get two of the three. And maybe we could, I don't know. I don't know. This is for the listeners to decide. I'm just throwing ideas right. out there that I think are good. <laughs> you just you just slipped into Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. 
I've always liked Red Rover. <laughs> Audio, Audio Red Rover. Yeah, the hard thing is when you say, you know, let Jerry come over. Depending upon where Jerry is, it could take a long, long time. <laughs> He's running. He's like, he had a lot of momentum. Canada. We'd really like to meet our listeners, though. Yeah. yeah. So. so let Jerry come over. If you're listening, Jerry, Jerry, come, Jerry on. come on. Watch out for the wreath on the door, though. Yeah. <laughs> there there may or may not be a bat or a cat. In or there. a bear. <laughs> Bats also steal your breath. That's what you know. <laughs> and they're really, really creepy. All right, well, that will do it for Verses. May it rest in peace. Up next, your feedback. You're listening to Damien Rice. The song is Nine Crimes. Um, a real pick-me-up song. real pick-me-up, a little high-energy song coming out of verses going into yeah, feedback. Yeah. wanted to kind of bring up the level a notch, you yeah. know? Now that you're all bitterly weeping, here's your feedback. <laughs> now that you're melancholy, let's well, enter our next segment. I, I, I'll, I'll start off with a m- melancholy one that's from... Uh, <laughs> no, to, we're supposed to, to counteract the, the melancholy. <laughs> I don't like, I just want to soak in a bath. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it uh. Hold on, I gotta play something else real fast. Um, Bring it up a notch. Yeah. Fergie. Yeah. That picks it up a bit. All right. Now that you guys are uh, all sitting around crying, eating Ben and Jerry's right out of the carton with the big ladle. Nothing, nothing like going straight from Damien Rice to Fergie. Yeah. This will. She did this on the Billboard Music Awards. This she, mm-hmm. she says she's not promiscuous. She said that. <laughs> it was very convincing. <laughs> pick me up. All right, here we go. For a all right. Well, the question, the question, in case you, uh, in case the listeners forgot, was when you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up, and what are you now? So, ironically, Fergie wanted to uh, be a teacher. She wanted to be promiscuous. She's not. No. She wanted. She's not. Fortunately, she's not. Yeah, not Fortunately, asked, we didn't ask what character traits do you want to have <laughs> yeah. when you're older, and what are you like now. Well, Although we should have. That's next week's. Jesse Heveland says in elementary school, if you received all A's, you were invited to academic night where you where you got to walk across the stage and receive a medal. At my sixth grade academic night, my parents had busted out the video camera for an interview of their star. My mom asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up, Jesse? I said, a waitress. Mom said, no, really, honey. What do you want to do? I said, be a waitress at a restaurant. Today, I'm an industrial engineer at Boeing. <sighs> Not everyone can achieve their dreams. I'm noticing a pattern in these. Purchase. Like reading the dozens and dozens and dozens of emails we got, the pattern was this: there are people who shot incredibly high, and what they're doing now is um, a little <laughs> lower than that. And then there are people who shot low, and what they're doing is incredibly yeah. like reputable. You know, it's yeah. it's it's bizarre. So the answer, kids, is shoot low with your dreams, and you will exceed them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew Burdick said, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rodeo clown. Uh, he went to a rodeo when he was seven, and uh, he didn't want to work and become a vet. He just loved animals, and he loved to entertain, so he figured, I'll be a rodeo clown. Uh, he says, I used to practice with my two St. Bernards at home by making them angry and running away from them. Uh, says, I learned that most rodeo clowns are ex-bull riders, which I didn't want to do, and small-time <laughs> stuntmen, which I thought would be fun. So in researching all about being a stuntman, 
I learned more and more about motion pictures in my senior year. I decided that I wanted to be in television instead. Now I'm a mass comm major at Cal State. One day, eventually, I might become a rodeo clown. So he actually was pursuing the path and it just stars. kind of diverted. That's kind of a, that, that would make stars. a good movie. Like if this guy ends up being a big time, you know, movie guy. S- Stephen Hannibal, going back with my theory, Stephen Hannibal, he wanted to be God, and now he's a youth minister. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, but close I mean, to God. Same track, same just industry. A same, yeah, <laughs> same, same industry. Nolan Byrne says, "When I was young, I wanted to be a captain of a starship." Much like the Enterprise, but only cooler. And he didn't say what he does now, so maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he is. Let's see. It's James wrote in and said that he wanted to drive a fire truck when he grew up. He he also wanted to let's see work at the zoo with lions. Wait, so, wait, he, didn't wait, he say wait. he wanted he to? He said be, he wanted to be a fire truck yeah. or oh. to be a lion. Well, that's just not going to happen. Um, but today he's close. He don't, works at Starbucks. Way to crush a kid's yeah, dreams, you know, Jesse. Don't. Don't count them out yet. But he said, this is cool, that um, where, where they throw grinded and processed stuff is called the hopper. Yeah, so. on the uh, espresso machine at Starbucks. Yeah. They have a hopper. That's pretty cool. There's a whole thread on the message board about hoppers. There's tennis hoppers. There's um, paintball. paintball there's hoppers. Southern there's, Gospel there's hoppers. There's Dennis hoppers. <laughs> there are Dennis hoppers. And the hopper's father of, of the group, his name is Claude Hopper. <laughs> Away. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Matthew Edmund wrote in and said he wanted to be a rock star uh, like uh, Bruce Springsteen, and now he's a city planner. He doesn't have as many girls throwing himself at him, but it's still <laughs> wicked cool. <laughs> a city planner. I think that's a pretty cool job. Yeah, yeah that's for, like but, playing Sim City all day. Exactly, but he's a city planner for Norristown, Pennsylvania. Mm. Norristown is booming. How much? How much planning do you got to do? Uh, we need a stoplight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You picture it like Sim City. It's probably just paperwork all day. Yeah, you know? I think it's a cool job. Probably wear a tie. You know. Well, Luke said that uh, when he was a young chap, he wanted to be a zookeeper, but then uh, then he wanted to be a chef, and now he's finishing up school for radio broadcasting. Could you think of three more different career choices? Chef, zookeeper, radio broadcaster. So we mentioned the um, Joel Osteen board game the other day, and someone posted on the message boards a link to a story in the Houston Chronicle, and the church and their officials are not too happy about the game. Duncan Dodds, Lakewood's executive director, says, I don't think the game fits the message of the ministry, and I tried to play it, but I found it complicated, not easy to navigate, and I found some of its content to be a little simplistic. Uh, From now on, uh, I want all of you to call me Duncan Dodds. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a delicious dessert. (laughs) Like like Dippin' Dots and Dunkin' Donuts combined. (laughs) They explain how, how the game came about like when you have a huge book like that you kind of sign away you kind of give away your rights to ancillary products you don't have to you don't have to but apparently they did um Unwise. so dodd says that um duncan dodd, duncan dodd. It, it started between a, a conversation between the publisher and the pastor and it seemed like something we could look at from there the publisher ran with it next thing we knew they delivered a product we were under the impression that it was a sample for our approval well it's funny because a publisher mm-hmm. tells a different story, story. Duncan dodd. yeah they did um i'm thinking they're probably pretty riled up about this you know you draw a card from the community chest on the game it says, go straight to hell, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Really, uh, why the church is trying to cover their tracks is all it is, is their Sunday school curriculum. 
and the publisher put <laughs> it's it getting out there. Out there. I, I actually thought it was a joke when someone said they wanted it for Christmas, and I was at Borders this weekend and saw it on the shelves. It exists. Uh, back to feedback. Uh, Joshua Orlick actually says that when he was little, he wanted to be Mr. T, and he wasn't like trying to be funny. He once collected all of his mom's gold chains, and uh, <laughs> along with any sort of necklace that somewhat looked like it could be part of Mr. T ensemble in Ward Elementary School. And then they called his mom and uh, told her that he had, quote, mysteriously acquired a lot of jewelry around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> now he works for Aflac. Aflac. Mm. <laughs> I I want that's something that when I have children I want my son I want to get the call that says um, Mr. Strang your son has mysteriously acquired a lot of jewelry around his neck any any I go call that's you my get, boy yeah any call you get from the elementary school that includes the word mysteriously <laughs> you know that there's going to be a good that's story my boy. Right. Emily Bedwell wrote in and she said that when she was in second grade she wanted to be the first woman president of the moon. well Well, they're setting up a base apparently i was in the news this week too they're setting up a permanent moon base she was ready and (laughs) she's now politicking yeah it could happen don't let go of the dream it could still yeah because that's obtainable unlike some of these poor astronaut wannabes <laughs> You're, there's Some, no chance. Someone's got to run the moon. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got. Yeah, you tell us campaign slogan. Yeah, you're you're telling me they're just gonna put the base up there with no one in charge. Yeah, nah, I think there'll be a president. That that's that's her campaign slogan. The signs say Emily Bedwell. Vote Emily Bedwell. Somebody's got to run the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she. Jesse already has a castle there, so yeah, it's yeah. not. It doesn't have She's anything. She's your in president, it. Did, did you see What that reader sent in about your moon castle? I don't believe it's, so. It's over at the podcast stuff page. Um, <laughs> oh it, yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's really good. It, it looks like the Russians have taken over your moon castle. Yeah. What? And, and are shooting a death ray at the U.S. That's well, what, what the happens heck? when that's the moon, why I gotta have a president. That's what happens when the moon falls into anarchy. This yeah. is why we need a moon president. Yeah, Emily, just, we need you. I don't just build houses in places where there's no order for, for such a time as this. Yeah, exactly. Was Emily born? Yeah. So good luck, Emily. Nice Callahan McIver poster. <laughs> yeah, it was a great uh, one. I thought we'd get more. We've only gotten one so far. But I have to say, the real, the only. Callahan McIver has actually now started posting at the uh, on the message boards in the podcast fodder section. He has the best signature I've ever seen. He put a apparently he and his friends went out. These are good friends, mind you. Yeah, went out. Uh, he's wearing a kilt and he's kicking. And there's a nice strategically placed black sensor bar. <laughs> and this is in his signature of his posts. Yeah. And then at underneath it, he wrote in very small type. Quote, I finally found the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kicking. <laughs> so you can you can actually go on some message boards and talk to the man, the myth, the legend, the legend. Yeah. Callahan McIver. The real Callahan McIver mm-hmm. there for discussion. I honestly I picture him as a wise wise sage. I, I would imagine weekend. he would be. I, I think Callahan should probably get instant moderator privileges. Can you make that happen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just give him all the passwords to the site. I mean, he's Callahan MacGyver. Yeah. Editorial question of the week. So, uh, you remember, the, this week's editorial question of the week is to tell us uh, suggestions for the next game. We have a couple ideas in the hopper, yep. but uh, we're not ready to pull them out until we hear what you guys want, want to play. You want to blow play? our minds? It's a little play date. 
Come up with some original. Come up with some innovative. Maybe we'll sell it to ABC and it'll become a cultural hit. Yeah. You never know. I mean, we retain rights. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll obviously keep the royalties, but right. you have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can feel good at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Helping you. You'll sleep better knowing you made us rich. <laughs> you'll, sleep, you'll sleep better in your tiny, tiny hovel. <laughs> trying to keep warm around a trash barrel of fire <laughs> while we roll around on big stacks of money. Yeah, we, we, we dive. Like, top hats and tailcoats. Yeah. <laughs> throwing wads. Yeah, of money well, I do a swan dive into my tower of coins. <laughs> so write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, in relevant news, we have a little update here. In the, uh, today, Friday, uh, we are doing our annual Christmas store decorating contest. It starts. Um, basically, if you weren't around a year ago, shame on you, number one. Number two, uh, I'll tell you what it is. Participating members of the relevant staff uh, procured a office door that they then decorated in a theme that we gave out. And basically... Uh, then you guys, the public, vote for your favorites, and the winner here of the relevant staff door decorating contest will win an Xbox 360. Second place will win a Nikon Coolpix digital camera. And third place will win a iPod clip-on nano shuffle. 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 That's it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, good prizes in store here or at stake here. Yeah. And uh, the theme this year was it's a very 80s Christmas relevant staff. So it's a very 80s Christmas. Whatever that meant, um, it was wide open. Could have been gifts you wanted in the 80s. Could have been your favorite Christmas special from the 80s. Could have been anything or everything mm. that reminds you of Christmas in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of creativity. Now, we want to be clear about something. Uh, when you vote on these, uh, you're not eligible for any of the prizes. <laughs> uh, you win nothing Again, but the sense of satisfaction. As you lie around trying to keep warm yeah. at the garbage can fire <laughs> and, and uh, we You'll, are playing our Xbox 360s. And, and vaguely thinking about you in abstract terms. Well, I like to think of it this way. We hold your artistic judgment in such high regard that you, your voting accounts for almost 10% of, <laughs> <laughs> of the decision-making process. So click away. <laughs> so what you'll do is um, watch the video slice of the day that I did today on Friday. Uh, it'll be up all weekend. And I'll take you... Or And if you missed it, if you're listening to this later in the week, you can go to the Video Slice archives and uh, watch it there. I take you on a visual tour of, of the doors. Um, we had to do it in a video way because so many of them are experiential. We have a transformer door that transforms literally into the real meaning of Christmas. We have doors with audio. We have three-dimensional doors. We have uh, doors that have a lot of like uh, more content jokes mm-hmm. and things that you have to experience. And, and, and um Basically, so watch the video slice and then click over. You'll see it uh, on the main page of the site. We're going to have a page set up uh, with all the photos as well. So you can go through and click for your favorite uh, door. And, you know, what with the royalties we'll be garnering from your game ideas and this contest, you, you'll you have the satisfaction of knowing that you've made people who are already fabulously materially wealthy a little bit richer. Oh, my God. So... So go over to the website, click on the door contest thing. Again, this isn't a contest for you to decorate your door. Maybe we'll do that in the future, but probably not. Um, this is a door for this is a door contest. That for could our be the staff. craft of the week. 
decorate your own door. Yeah. yeah. We could probably throw a, uh, a prize at them. Yeah, yeah. We, we could judge. A little $5 gift card to Best Buy or something. <laughs> Some <laughs> firewood. newspaper to add to the trash barrel. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. We'll figure that out for next week. But uh, So go, you know, check out our doors. You'll see where the bar is. You'll see, you know, we've set par. And uh, maybe next week we'll have a a reader contest too but vote for your favorites and the winners will be announced at our staff Christmas party next Friday uh, December 15th 15th, December 15th so we'll let you know who won and uh, go vote vote often Uh, also another relevant news both relevant and radiant are at the printer right now and both will be shipping uh, to subscribers in the next couple weeks Uh, we can give you a sneak peek and tell you that the cover story for relevant is a interview with Ben Folds. Um, Radiant also, we're losing Kara here, but Radiant also uh, is at the printer. It's um, the, completes our first year of Radiant. Yes, it does. So, it's exciting. It's a beautiful issue as always. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to subscribe to the magazines, um, we are doing a special gift promotion uh, for the Christmas uh, for the next couple weeks. You can go to the website and give gift subscriptions for only $6. Um, it's our gift to you, basically. It, we lose money on them. So maybe don't take advantage of it. <laughs> no, we want to get it out there. So $6 subscriptions, you can go. You'll see it on the front page of the website. Check that out. If you subscribe now or give the gift now, you will get the first, you know, you will get this Christmas issue, the uh, January issue. Uh, will be on its way to you. Uh, also, a big, big change is coming for the website. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I can tell you that while this podcast is out, Something massive is happening at relevantmagazine.com. Massive. Mm. So I'm not going to tell you a day. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Just like the rapture. Yeah, but I'm just deep in the night. You will not know the day nor the hour. Two men walking up a hill. (laughs) One checks relevantmagazine.com and sees changes. (laughs) The other's left standing still. (laughs) Yeah. I wish we all could have been ready. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but check out the website. I cannot state this enough. You'll know very clearly what I'm talking about. You will see something that will literally make your jaw drop. It's breathtaking. I would actually venture to say that it kind of is. Yeah. So uh, that is happening this week. So a lot of stuff in the relevant update stuff. Um, and over the next two, three months, you are going to hear a lot of relevant updates. A lot of stuff's been going on. We haven't been doing updates for a while because a lot of things have been in motion. Now things are starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's an exciting time for us. So remember, check the website, watch the video slice, vote for your favorite door. Sometime next week, watch the website for a major, major thing. And uh, make sure to give a $6 gift sub- subscription to Relevant and or Radiant for Christmas. You can do that over at relevantmagazine.com. So on that note, we will wrap up this edition of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Cameron String. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. We'll see you next week. Relevant Podcast, anytime, anywhere.